Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in His grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and the Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at ComparedToWho.me, and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode, and hey, tell a friend about it. there. You're listening to the Compared to Who show. I'm Heather Creekmore, and I'm glad you're listening today. Today, my guest is Crystal Stein. She's author of two books, The Holy Hustle and The Shout of Should. And I'm excited to talk to her right after Thanksgiving, where all of the pressure of what we have to do this Christmas season is mounting. Crystal's going to help us work through that. So Crystal, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Heather. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. So funny thing, I uh, put out this book in September of 2020 called The Burden of Better, was pretty proud of my, you know, alliterations there. And I'm looking on Amazon, I'm like, the shout of should, that sounds a lot like the burden of better. Who is this person (laughs) that I am on the same wavelength with? And it was you. (laughs) It was me. Great minds, great minds. I would love to hear more about the shout of should, like what your process was there and and what that book's about. Yeah. Uh, So one of the things that I have found so encouraging to me is anytime I've written a book, suddenly, and I see it as affirmation from God that this is a topic that his women need right now, because it seems like there's this trickle effect of, I start seeing the similar message in different ways everywhere, right? And I think it's one of those things that could totally send us down that, you know, spiraling, you know, comparison doubt kind of place. Like, oh, I thought my idea was so original, but you've got to swap that, right? And see it as, okay, God, I'm on the right track. This is something your women need. And there are women out there who need to hear it from you differently than they need to hear it from me. And, you know, I think that can be one of the scary things about doing anything creative, right? There's nothing new under the sun. So what do we do when we suddenly find ourselves next to somebody else who's also doing it really well? So quieting the shout of should for me actually came out of my first book, Holy Hustle. And I, that one was a lot about helping women discover that there is this beautiful life that we have been designed for. That is not just one thing. We are designed for work and rest and we are designed to, you know, serve and be served and to be this beautiful, um, just unique, designed, full, abundant life woman that God made us to be. And I got a lot of messages from women after that book came out, like, okay, so I get how this works for my work-life balance. Mm. We're going to put balance in quotes because that's nothing. But you know, what about all these other areas of my life? What about motherhood? What about my faith life? What about, you know, friendship, all of these places that we can start to compare ourselves to other women and say, I should be doing this. 
I, my prayer life should look like that. My quiet time should look like that on Instagram. My, you know, how I'm raising my kids or educating my kids should look like this. How I dress should look like this. And, you know, suddenly I realized that the world is just screaming at us constantly. And I work in marketing, so I get it. I am as guilty of putting all of that out there as anyone else, right? I'm like, yes, please do all these things, you know, but no, like we get bombarded with noise from the world. And so it was, you know, looking at all of these areas as a woman, and I could only pick 12 because my publisher didn't want it to be like, they're like, you get a one book deal. You got to narrow down your focus a little bit. I was like, fine, 12 areas, you know, the ones that really felt big to me. And I write books because God asked me to work through some stuff for myself. And then if other women resonate with it, okay, great. Um, you know, so it's a lot of preaching to myself. And so there are these areas that God was saying, here's where you're not hearing me. Here's where you're hearing the shout of the world, the shout of should over what I am inviting you into this place that will bring peace. It will bring some quiet to your soul. Um, it's not an invitation to do nothing or, you know, listen to no one or, you know, throw away all your electronics. That's that's not what it is. It's starting to just have that, that realization that, you know, here's what I'm hearing, you know, that, and here's how it's affecting me. And here's what God says about it. Yeah. And swapping what the world is saying for what God is saying to bring us to this place where we can look around and not feel so heavy and burdened by the shoulds. I love that, Crystal. I love that. And I love how you said it's not an invitation to do nothing because I feel like I feel, you know, I struggle with this and I feel like a lot of my listeners and viewers do too. We kind of have black and white thinking. So it's like, if I'm not striving, then I am slothful. It's like yes. striving, or sloth, right? Like <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no like in between. It's like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. there is. There is an in between, yes. <laughs> right? There is a place where you can rest and work in a healthy way. And I, I love that. And I think it's interesting that your second book kind of came out of your first book because the same thing happened for me. And they're similar, but like different angles, mm-hmm. completely different angles. And, and like you said, from the very, you know, when you first started, you know, those of us who struggle with these issues, we need lots of voices talking about these issues. And I mean, honestly, we all love stories, right? And your stories are completely different than my stories, right? And Mm -hmm. they're completely different than her stories and her, and, you know, remembering that God gave us each unique experiences Mm -hmm. and a unique voice to communicate this message. And that's how we learn, right? Just taking in information from different sources in these arenas where we struggle. And so that's why I wanted to have you on today because my people on the compared to who show we struggle with comparison just a smidge. Okay. Maybe more than a smidge. <laughs> right. Like, and, and so we yeah. need lots of voices <laughs> speaking into this issue for us. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm just, I'm excited that this is, uh, this is your message too. So throw at me, I don't know, throw at me like two of your favorite of the 12 arenas. Ooh. Okay. So for me, the, The two big ones were um, prayer and my faith life, because there are a bajillion books that tell us that, uh, you know, how we should pray and what we should do. And, you know, we follow all these amazing women of faith online and their lives look, 
beautiful. And if you do this plus this plus this, then like, this is the outcome. And, you know, their kids don't bother them in the morning when they're having quiet time and they're lying. They always have, have, you know, the perfect Bible verse presented like for whatever situation. And I'm like, y'all, I came to this a little later in life and I don't know what I'm doing. I still have to sing like the song that tells you what order the Bible, like the Bible go in, like as I'm flipping through, if I'm not on my phone, right? I'm like, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So, <laughs> right. like, this is not, and I, you know, because I didn't become a Christian until my later teenagers, like, I was mm. 16, I didn't have anybody, you know, at, so I was younger walking me through what any of this meant, like, what, what it meant to pray, how to pray, you know, what quiet time was, why it was important, where you find any of these, you know, spiritual practices in scripture and what supports it and why you should do it. I had to figure it all out, kind of trial and error and having conversations with friends and going to a Catholic university and having really interesting conversations just about, I didn't know anything about Catholicism. I didn't even really know why I believed what I believed. And, you know, just the way that my faith life has been built has been more uh, practical life experience than, you know, specific spiritual upbringing. So it's, it was important for me to tackle that one just to feel like I could release the burden of shame and guilt that I was never doing it right or never doing it well enough. Because I think, you know, for me, I remember being a teenager and I think I probably prayed the prayer of salvation probably like every time it was offered. because I was like, I'm just not sure. Like, just just to make sure, like, I'm just, yep. Like just in case the last one didn't stick, I'm going to just go ahead and do it again. Like, you know, like I never got any kind of certificate in the mail that was like, well done. Like you did it. Jesus got that one. Like, I just, I was never sure. Like, what does it mean to hear from God? Like, how does that work for people? You know? And so being able to, to go through that one and just say, listen, your relationship with God is your relationship with God. Like he wants to meet you where you are in the season you're in, and it can change season by season, the time that you spend with him, what it looks like, that really getting rid of all of the things that I felt like should be part of what I was doing and really taking it down to, okay, the most important thing is I spend time with God. I spend time in his word. I make him not just a part of my life, but the thing. Mm -hmm. And everything else will fall into place after that. Oh, hey, it's November, the month when many of us think about giving and supporting our favorite causes. If this podcast or ministry has blessed you, compared to who could use your sponsorship for the year ahead, there are several ways to give. You can donate through Patreon, or you can use the Buy Me a Coffee program. Even a gift of $5 helps. Go to comparetowho.me slash podcast and scroll to the bottom for all the links you need to support the show. And hey, if giving money is your thing, no problem. Leave a review. Those five-star reviews are as good as gold. Thanks so much for considering. I'm grateful for you. And then motherhood was another uh-huh. one. That's probably the the other one in there that I was like, hmm, let me just pick the two areas of my life I feel the worst at. <laughs> so, <laughs> faith and motherhood. Because you know, there's a lot of things, especially with my work that I feel like, okay, I know how to do this. I've taken a class on this. I have studied this. I've had mentors in this. I've done, you know, I've figured out how to do these things well. And I tend to only pick things I do well because I feel better about myself. So I don't, I'm not a big risk taker. Right. Um, you know, and with motherhood, it was, you know, first of all, inviting women into that chapter with 
of just an understanding that all women nurture and raise and mentor the next generation. So um, kind of eliminating like, hey, if you have not, if you don't think you qualify for this chapter because you have not had a biological child or you have not adopted or you're not a foster mom, like if mom is not like on your life business card, right? Like this chapter is still for you because I bet every single woman has a younger woman in her life, a younger boy in her life, somebody, a niece, a nephew, somebody at work who looks up to you that you're teaching and training and raising and, you know, just understanding what that calling looks like and the impact and legacy it leaves. But also, you know, the fact that it is done in a million different ways. Motherhood is just this one word for, you know, a thousand different ways to raise the next generation. And, you know, for me, it was, it's been the biggest thing that I have been the most afraid of and the worst at and the most doubtful of different ways of doing things. And there's so many nuanced uh, areas, you know, the way that our kids dress, the way that they're educated, the amount of screen time they have, the number of extracurricular activities they do, you know, trying to just figure out what works for your family in your season. Yeah. And it can feel overwhelming because you want them to have the best. Right. I mean, that's part of being a mom is, you know, you want your kids to have everything that is going to make them a well-rounded, respectful contributor to society at some point in their life. And you always are wondering if you're doing the right thing. And so those two for me um, were pretty big ones that I wanted to make sure were included, but in a way that made women feel like this is about them. They could see their story in it too, no matter, you know, whether they had originally thought that or not. Yeah. Oh, I love that crystal. I mean, you're so right. We're in information overload, right? I mean, even, Mm -hmm. even if you're not trying to get information on mothering, like if you're not Googling it, scrolling, like scrolling Facebook or Instagram, it's like, oh, you just, you glean the messages when you see, you know, I don't know for me, like, so I homeschool, but seeing, like a mom homeschooling in this like perfect homeschooling environment, you know, the perfect homeschool room or whatever. And my kids are, her kids are rolling around on the floor. Right. I'm like, well, we kind of had to call it a day here at 10 o'clock because it just wasn't happening. And we, uh, invoke the grocery store, a field trip. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, there's just, there's so many ways that we hear that, that shout of should, you should be doing better. You should be doing this. So that's, that's really encouraging. Did you ever read the book, a praying life by Paul Miller? Uh, Like I've probably recommended that book a hundred times on the show. (laughs) So people, if you're listening and you still haven't read that book, but no, it's, it, but it reminds me kind of of what you're saying because he starts off and he's a good Pennsylvania guy too. Um, he starts off, uh, talking about how like, you know, we can be taught like the, you know, the, I don't know, like there's the ABC prayer and the, like, you have to, you know, pray like, you know, in these, in this order, you have to pray like this for this amount of time. And, you know, and so he kind of starts off by talking about how, like all those expectations on our prayer life, Mm. 
can stop us from doing the one thing that God asked us to do, which is actually praying. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause it's like, Oh, I didn't do it. Right. I just like went straight to like, God help me. And I forgot to do like the adoration and the confession. And you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess I better not do it if I can't do it. Right. And, and so he addresses that. It's, it's, it's just, it's a really good resource for anyone who's, who's struggling in their prayer life. I mean, it changed my prayer life significantly a few years ago, but it sounds like that's similar messaging to what you're encouraging women with. So I, I love that. Oh, well, I wrote it down. So it's going to my Amazon <laughs> card as soon as we're done talking. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so it's the holiday season. Um, that's all you want me to sing. Trust me. Um, but we're in the holidays. Woo. Should that's a big one, right? Yeah. Like, the, Oh, we should get better Christmas lights for the front of our house because it's kind of embarrassing. And my daughter calls it, um, our, our cheapo lights, I think is the word she uses, <laughs> right. And so it's like, there's all these like shoulds, like I, I should take a better appetizer to the Christmas party or I should I have things should go to the Christmas or, party. Or, yeah, or that. <laughs> oh my word. The number of times I have like all day long, like I really, am I not feeling well? Maybe I'm not feeling well. I, I think I'm not feeling well. I don't think I can Did go to that party tonight. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, so talk to me about this this shout of should and the holidays. Can you give me some encouragement on how to make that like loud? I should, I should, I should kind of quiet so I can enjoy my holiday season, Crystal. Oh, listen, it is honestly my favorite and least favorite time of the year because we do. There's something so special, right? I think part of the should comes when we have all these memories of growing up doing certain things at the holidays, these traditions, these, or, you know, this kind of mental hallmark list of like, you know, this is the experience I want my family to have at the holidays, right? Right. Or this is what my, my Christmas should look like. My holidays should look like this. And we think that it, you know, is going to require us to, you know, make sure we go cut our own Christmas tree and we host people for, you know, these lovely meals. We can't do that in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) There's no place to cut your own Christmas tree. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) That's a Pennsylvania thing. I grew up doing that, but that's not possible down here. (laughs) Yeah. I should travel to Pennsylvania for Christmas. I can cut down my own tree and see reindeer. Guys, listen, there are Christmas tree farms like 10 minutes from my house where you can go cut your tree. You ride like a red wagon and you go cut down your tree and they pick you back up. And then there are reindeer and you can go see the reindeer and then you have hot chocolate. And it while you're drinking your hot chocolate and looking at the reindeer, they're sending your Christmas tree through this thing that shakes all the bugs and the extra needles off of it. It's a whole situation. Like that, it's a That's thing. a Hallmark movie right there. I mean, yes, awesome. it, it's, But, you know, in the midst of it, your kid is, you know, having a meltdown because they didn't get to cut the tree down with a sharp axe. And, you know, you couldn't actually, like your husband's whining because he had to drag the tree down a hill because you had to go like all the way over there to find the perfect one. And the hot chocolate's too hot and the hot chocolate doesn't have enough marshmallows and the reindeer are grumpy. Like it's, you know, that's just life, right? Like what you think it should be like is never what it's actually like. And so my biggest piece of encouragement is to let go of the expectations of having it be perfect. I think we talk a lot around the holidays about presents, right? Mm -hmm. And the things that we want to give people, the gifts that we want to give them because we love them. And 
understanding that it's truly the gift of our presence. And that's so cheesy, like our presence over presence, right? Like I wrote a blog post with that title once. So it's listen, the English language is complicated, (laughs) guys. It's two different words, I swear. But like, you know, it really is about the people that we get to spend the holidays with, you know, and my daughter reminds me of this all the time because trust me, she's got her massive list of things she thinks she needs that she's seen Uh, on YouTube. uh But her favorite moments of all of our holidays are just when she gets to do something as a family, you know, her favorite tradition that we have is we just pile in the car in our pajamas and we go look at Christmas lights. you know, we drink hot chocolate and we listen to a cheesy Christmas music and it's nothing special. It doesn't cost us any money. It's not flashy. I can't, I never post about it on social media because pictures of Christmas lights are not easy to get, you know? So it's just, one of those, like, they're not, they all, it's kind of like when you try to take pictures of fireworks. It doesn't yep. work out the way you yep. think <laughs> So, you know, just finding the things that work in the season for your family and being willing to say no. I think we all know by now, right? That every time we say yes, it's a no to something else. Mm-hmm. Honestly, every time we say yes around the holidays, it's a no to probably 12 other things mm-hmm. because that's how the holidays work. And just making sure that the yeses that we're saying are the right ones for the time we have, the mental and emotional energy that we have to give, because to be honest, this year, I don't have a lot to give. So I get to pick and choose, you know, what we're putting ourselves out there for, you know, and just kind of protecting that space and making the holidays, the sacred space for your family, where they feel like they can relax and the things you're saying yes to are enjoyable and good for you and good for your family and actually bring you closer to Jesus instead of making you wonder if you lost your salvation in the parking lot at Target trying to get a spot, right? That maybe has happened. <laughs> you know, like when you think about all of the things that we think we need to have, it's really this level of expectation that is not what's expected of us. You know, Jesus right. doesn't expect our houses to be fully decked out for the holidays. Right. Do we love it? Sure. And if that's something that we love and that our family wants to help us with and it brings them joy and, you know, it's something you can do together, then absolutely do those things. But if you're doing it just because your neighbors have better lights and your daughter says yours are cringy, like, I don't know, maybe (laughs) that's not a big deal. Like getting to the heart of why we want to do the things we do. And the holidays, I think, can feel so hectic. Like we have to make all the decisions about all the things really quickly and just taking the time to stop and slow down and really think about it. Think about the impact it will have. You know, if I do this, then, you know, here's what we don't get to say yes to. Or, you know, if we don't do this, this is a thing that we miss out on that my family's always loved to do. Or in this season, my kids are, you know, my daughter's nine. And so she still actually loves hanging out with us. And so, you know, what are the things that she loves to do with us that we can go? We are not you also don't want to hear me sing. We are not going to go Christmas caroling. Like that is not a thing that we're going to do, right? Because I'm a joyful noise. I am not anything you want knocking on your front door with a Christmas song. So, you know, but those are all options. It's all optional. I think that's the thing to remember, right? At the holidays, it's not a must-do list, right? These are choices that we get to make. And we have the freedom to have our Christmas be, or our holidays be, whatever our hearts need to draw us back closer to Jesus in that season. Yeah. I love that crystal. I mean, the presence over presence thing is yes. Okay. Maybe you've heard that before I've used it before, but it's so true because I know 
that I can be physically in the room with my children. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. if we're having a Christmas party that night, let me tell you, I am not mentally, emotionally with my children. In fact, I'm kind of wishing they would get out of the room because I just cleaned that room and they're messing up the throw pillows that I just straightened. I mean, I made the joke last year on Instagram that I spend all day trying to make it look like my house doesn't have anyone living in it before I have a party, (laughs) right? Because, because I guess somehow people I know think that we don't live here or (laughs) I don't know. Surprise! What am I trying to prove by cleaning my house? So it looks like no one actually like functionally lives here. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's, that's a whole nother topic. I love the truth that, you know, what they need is our presence and they need all of us, mm-hmm. right? They need us mm-hmm. to be able to engage. Yeah. It's not just that we were in the same room. They need <laughs> us to be able to engage. And there's so many things calling out, distracting us. Mm-hmm. And we miss, miss that opportunity. So from as you were talking, I was like, you know, it seems like a good thing to do at the beginning of the holiday season, which is now. Mm-hmm. So do this yeah. like now, like today, mm-hmm. um, yeah. would be to like, write down your top, like three priorities. Like, what do you really yes. want? out of this holiday season. And then you can kind of use that list, right? To like, oh, oh does- that's a filter to run everything right. through, right? Every, like, every option, does it check one of these boxes? Does it check none of these boxes, then, right? Yeah, yeah, then don't do it. If it doesn't meet your top three, then don't do it. So for yeah. us, maybe redoing those outside Christmas lights should be on that list. I don't know. It's an awkward thing. Okay. So, you know, my husband's a pastor and so we feel this, this extra should right? this extra pressure of, well, shouldn't the pastor's family be the biggest like celebrators of Christmas on the block? (laughs) And it's like, but we're too busy and we're not good at decorating so living nativity on your front yard right the camels the whole thing well I have four children and so I had assigned them parts one year I asked my husband if he can make make the little the little I'm gonna call it a shed but yeah like you know make like a little covering and they could stand out there and the kids did not go for that at all like the dog could be in the I mean we can you know make she's little make a machine she Right? Yeah, like, a little goat, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, so I have maybe Jesus, whatever. But, I mean, however it works out. But but again, that's like just self-imposed pressure, right? Like that's just yeah. a should. Like there's no rule anywhere that says yeah. if you're in ministry, your Christmas celebration should <laughs> look like this. Right? So you know, we all do it in different ways. Yeah, and honestly, no one else is saying that to us, right? Yeah. It's most of the things that we carry around as these burdens of should that we think that we need to be doing are all self-imposed, you know, just because we're looking around at what other people are doing. Nobody else has that expectation for us. It's all us thinking that we need to do more. And sometimes we just need to stop doing and just, you know, settle for a little bit. And, and just be, well, Mm -hmm. I love, I love that crystal. I think this has been super helpful. Tell us, you know, the names of, of your two books. One and one has a Bible study with it, right? Or a journal. Uh, they both do. Okay. Uh, yes. There's so, lots of things. <laughs> tell, tell me, tell me all the things. Tell us what okay. you have to offer, Crystal. <laughs> Just a few things. So uh, my first book, Holy Hustle, um, you can find all of these anywhere books are sold. So there's Holy Hustle. There's a Holy Hustle undated planner that goes along with it, which I love. Um, I am the person who... W- 
buys all the planners and then stops using them after three weeks and loses <laughs> one in a purse because I switched back. So I was pretty adamant that'd be undated. That way, if I picked it back up later, yeah. I could just pick up where I left off and it's I not wasted, that. right? Yeah. Um, and then there's also a version study that goes with that. So okay. completely free on version. You can check yeah. that out. Um, over a hundred thousand people have completed that, which is super awesome. exciting to me. I know That's it's awesome. crazy. version's the best. It totally is. I have a brand new study that just came out too called have a comparison free Christmas also on version. So yeah, go to version and get both of our studies. Sorry, Crystal, go ahead. What else do you have? And then quieting the shout of should also wherever books are sold. Uh, and then there's also a version reading plan for that as well. Awesome. I love it. And you know, I mean, we both have worked in marketing. You still work in marketing. I'm just thinking like a super fun Christmas present for that woman in your life that has a hard time with comparison would be the shout of should and the burden of better because they kind of seem like they go together. So bundle Christmas bundle idea, two books, same, similar topic. I, I don't know. Yeah. Get them for all your friends. And then you, you kick off January, that whole like new year, new you, right? Do you already have a book club built in book club. You got two books to read and you're, 2022 is going to be fantastic. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And Crystal, where can we find you on the interwebs? On all the interwebs. Uh, I spend a lot of my time on Instagram at Crystal Stein, or you can check out my website, crystalstein.me. Awesome. Thanks so much, Crystal, for being on here today. Oh, thank you. I'm about to go. Uh, I feel like I need to decorate for Christmas now because of our conversation. Well, I hope you have a great holiday and thanks again for being on and thank you for listening today. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living and oh, hey, head on over to YouVersion and grab Crystal's Shout of Should devotional and grab my comparison-free Christmas devotional. There's no time like the present, so grab those and be on the lookout for a giveaway this week of Crystal's book, Shout of Should and The Burden of Better. Have a great holiday weekend.
Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Life Audio presents Bridges with Monica Schmelter. That we have an enduring hope that can't be taken away when we are in Christ. And to know that we have that, right? And eternal salvation, because this world can be so busy and so dark that we can forget that, right? Because right? sometimes I get caught in the trappings of what's going on in my life this moment. And while I have to recognize that, that's not it. Continue listening on lifeaudio.com or wherever you find your podcast.